Hello and welcome to Turning Your Trash into Treasure. Join us every Monday as we uncover the gold you find when you get out of your own way. Hello, how's everybody doing today? Today we have Hannah with us. Hannah, say hello and tell us what's holding you back. Hi, I'm so happy to be here. Um, yeah, and as far as what is holding me back. Okay, so in early 2019, I transitioned into the online world, which was a phenomenal choice. I'm so happy I did it. I came out of teaching. So I started as a VA. I got into copywriting. I'm really good at copywriting. I have clients I enjoy. Um, but also, like, I know, like, this is not what I want to do forever, you know? And mm-hmm. by forever, I even mean the next like five years like I this is not like the thing that I'm really committed to I just happen to be good at it and it's working for me right now um I dabbled a little bit in coaching it went well as far as these things go but I also just didn't feel like oh like this is what I'm gonna pour myself into and so right now I just feel like I'm sort of in this limbo like I'm copywriting it's nice I don't love it I'm in grad school for psychology. I love it because I'm like one of these student geek people, but I'm not exactly sure what I'm going to do with it. (laughs) Um, And I just feel like I have big ideas. But then again, like I never like nothing concrete is happening. And I'm just feeling like you can only tread water for so long. (laughs) Okay, so when you say that you're talking about how you you're doing all this stuff, but you don't feel the passion behind it. And, but you are passionate about psychology and going to school. What about going to school and psychology are you passionate about? So in general, learning is just like it's always my whole life I've loved it like I will read a book on anything I will take a class on anything um and I love it I enjoy it I've always said if people just like paid you to sit and read books I would be in the money (laughs) (laughs) so as far as psychology I I do really love like what makes people's minds work why people do what they do like sort of this um the program I'm in focuses on humanistic psychology. So it's very, you know, holistic well-being and self. And and that's definitely a huge interest of mine. As far as being in school, I just feel like I'm passionate about being in school. I love being a student. <laughs> okay. What what part of coaching didn't you like? Why, why didn't you feel, where did the passion go from that? I think probably the part of it that felt eh to me was like okay so it was one thing to have I took on two coaching clients um I did a program that I put together it went really well they both gave me great feedback on it and that was fine I think in my mind though it was like really and then I'm gonna like I don't want to sit on 10 calls or 15 calls a week with people um And so I think maybe it was that the idea of like, oh, I like doing this with like one person or two people, but I don't want to do this for, you know, 10 or 20 people. How about group coaching where you do 10 or 15 people on one call? I am open to the idea of group coaching. Yeah. And I went through a group coaching program myself. I found it really beneficial. Like, um, yes. So that could be an option. 
what kind of coaching do you do? Or did you do? Yeah, so the coaching that I did, um, the kind of program that I called it was Untangle Yourself. And it was basically like, uh, just like a four week setup where there was sort of four different uh, modalities that you tapped into, like adding a practice each week to help you sort of gain clarity. Ironic, I know. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> always easier to help other people than yourself, I feel like. <laughs> right. Okay, so the thing that you like about the psychology is the holistic part of it. So have you thought about doing like a coaching program with that incorporates that the uh, like uh, doing holistic coaching? Yes, that has definitely been one of my, you know, when I make a list of things that I could do. Um, so sort of more like a holistic lifestyle coaching. And I definitely if I did that, I think I would do definitely like group coaching has an appeal to me over one on one coaching. Right. Now, what would happen if you tried that out and it didn't work for you? Um, I mean, you then, you know, the group program would just run for, you know, however long I said it was going to run six weeks or eight weeks or whatever. And then, you know, it's not like I would have to be committed for life if it didn't, if that didn't feel right. Do you have anything that you feel like okay, this, 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 this something is like calling me more than anything else. Like, is there something going on in your life that you're like, you know, I'm really drawn to this. I'm not sure why, but I want to, I want to inspect it. I think maybe that's where like, I feel like I keep hitting a wall of like, Oh, you know, like things where it's like, oh, this is an idea. That's an idea. Like this could be a good thing. Or I know I could do that. But like. (sighs) But is there passion behind it? It could be a good idea. But if there's not any passion behind it or not any feeling behind it. Yeah. Is that really what you want to do? Because in two years, you're going to be like, oh, I don't know that this is really what I want to do. Exactly. And I know that there is an element of like, oh, is it just you know, commitment issue. Like sometimes you have to try stuff, you know, you can't know in advance, but then at the same time, I'm like, like, I think the amount of sort of like energy and sort of like libido that it takes to say, Oh, I'm going to see this thing through like is so essential. You know, it's hard to like launch something and start something and be all in on something that you feel kind of like, eh, maybe about yourself, you know? Can't you look at it as an experiment? I could, yes. And and you could see it through for the whole eight weeks. Like, I'm going to do an experiment and see how this goes, how I feel about it, what the feedback is, and I'm just going to do that. And this is going to be open and shut. And if this is not what I want to do after it, then I can move on to something else. And commit to giving it your all for eight weeks and seeing what becomes of it. Yeah. How does, how does that feel? So that it's not like an open and shut thing or it's not a, okay, I I don't know how this, how far this is going to go. So I don't want to put too much energy in it. How would it feel if you could commit to eight weeks of giving something your energy 
and just make it an experiment. Let's see how it goes. It doesn't have to mean anything about me. It doesn't like, you don't have to make it mean anything. If, if you do it and it doesn't feel good to you, if you do it and that's not exactly what you want to do, you don't have to meet, make it mean anything about you except for it was an experiment. I tried it. This is what I liked about it. This is what I didn't like about it. And now we'll figure something else out. Yes, I could definitely see potential there. And like, okay, let's just, yeah, commit to it. Although like, <laughs> full disclosure, I feel like there have been a few things that I've sort of taken that approach with, you know, like, oh, I'm just gonna like commit, I'm gonna go all in. And then it is like, oh, it's, it's great for what it is. But then it just sort of, you know, like washes up on the shore when it's done. If that makes sense. And does that mean that you're not passionate about it? Or does that mean that what, what are you making that mean? Why do you feel it's like it's just washing up on shore? What am I making that mean, man? I'm maybe like sort of my self-talk about that. Like some of it is like, okay, like, me trying to be like, oh, is this what I want to do forever? Is this really the thing? And then if it's like, no. Why do you have to do it forever though? Does it feel good in this moment? I feel like we shift as we grow. And as we grow into different people, we're going to want to do different things. But if this feels good for the moment and you can let it ride for a while and you're passionate about it, why does it have to be forever? Why are you putting that label on it? Yeah, I feel like that's just like unnecessary baggage I'm probably sort of just bringing to the table. <laughs> right. Now, when our parents were growing up or when they went out into the workforce, they got a job and they worked that job their whole entire life. But for us, it's not like that. Most people, you know, do they work the exact same job their whole entire life? How many people do you, let's just take it back. To, how many people do you know have worked the same job their whole entire life? Yeah, not many. And for sure, none in this generation. (laughs) And if you think about it, how often, I I mean, I know that this is your business, but in like corporate world, like people change jobs every like three to five years. So if you go into something and you're really passionate about it, it, it might lead to something else later on down the road. Just like you said, the copywriting led into coaching and it felt good for a minute, but that you decided, Hey, that one-on-one is not really for me. Well, did you like the coaching? Did you like that atmosphere of it? You know, that the psychology, you like the holistic part mm-hmm. of psychology. So let's incorporate that in. And if you're a coach, coaching is, if you begin your personal development or self de- um, personal development journey, that's lifelong. You're always going to be growing. You're always going to be learning. And what you're teaching your clients is going to be affected by what you're learning. So you can continue to read these books. You can continue to take in all of this information and give it to your clients in whatever capacity that you're in at that point in time. Yes. No, that makes sense but it's not landing with you. How do you, how are you feeling about what I'm saying? <laughs> I, I tell in your voice, you're like, yeah, okay. Well, no, it's like, that is like true information. And I totally say, I think 
I think maybe like something that I'm struggling with is like putting like it's hard for me to be like I'm gonna go all in I'm gonna put my face behind it I'm gonna put my name behind it I'm gonna like do this and then again like it might I might not be committed to it or it might be for eight weeks or it might be and like I don't maybe I just have commitment issues as I feel like (laughs) yeah it sounds like it or what are people if I only do this eight weeks and then I just decide to do something different yeah maybe like oh have you just not like can you just not figure it out can you not get yourself together is that what you feel are you worried that people are gonna judge you for that like why is she bouncing around to different things why can't she commit to something is that a fear that you have I mean, I would say no. And then I'm like, oh, I've done like all sorts of different jobs. I'm super proud of it. I've had a ton of fun. I've learned so much. But then maybe I would say yes. And that it kind of sounds like it is bothering me maybe more than I would consciously say. Right. So how can you, if you're worried about what other people are going to say, that's, that is about you and your, your self-confidence and showing up in whatever capacity that you're in, excuse me, showing up in whatever, wherever you are in your stage of life. Yeah. And it's okay to grow. Bad thing to grow. You just have to shift your mindset to it's okay to try different things. And if it doesn't work out, date ideas, date different ideas that you have and (laughs) and see how it turns out for you. I'm like laughing because I don't know what your background is, but I had a Christian background growing up. So like 90s, like purity culture. (laughs) I don't know if you're familiar with that phenomenon, but it was very like, it was very like anti-dating. Like if you're going to date someone, you're basically saying that you can marry that person and you're committed to them forever. If you're not familiar, it sounds crazy. If you are familiar, you know (laughs) what I'm talking about. But it like, it just like... (laughs) when you said that it made me laugh because I'm like, Oh, you know, a lot of my concepts around stuff is like, Oh, but should I try that? Because then like, I feel like I'm committing to it forever. <laughs> but you, but the, here's yeah. there's the mindset shift. There's the mindset. That is where you're getting hung up is because when you look at an idea, you think, okay, I have to, and this is from your upbringing. You were taught if you date somebody, you have to, that's who you're committed to. Like you only date yeah. people that you're committed to. But that's not how business has to be. That's not how life has to be. And if you can change your mindset, look at other ways that that is not helpful for helpful for you. How has that served you and how has that not served you in your life? It's not served you because you you're scared to try something new. You're you're looking at all these ideas and like, oh, my gosh, I don't know where to go because you're scared to commit because then it means that you're stuck with it for the rest of your life. But that's not serving you because it's keeping you in a limbo of moving forward and taking those steps. Yeah, very much so. So what is one thing that you can choose to believe that is against that, that is different from that? I mean, trying things, you can be committed, 100% committed to something for however long you want to be. 
and then you can walk away and you haven't done anything wrong. You haven't failed. It's not like the end of the world. It's just time for a new thing. Right. Every time you try something, as long as you learn a lesson from it, it is not a failure. Your one-on-one coaching that you did, it is not a failure because you know why? You know that you don't want to coach one-on-one. You learned something from that. Yeah. Your copywriting, it's not, it's not something that you're passionate about, but that's going to serve you in any business that you do because you're going to have to write. Yeah. <laughs> you're going to have to write posts. You're going to have to make, um, you're, you're going to have to make a website. You're going to have to do copywriting. So that is something that you learned that you can carry on to your next thing. So everything that you try, if it doesn't work, it's building to be, or it's building and growing you to the person that you're meant to become and what you're meant to do. And if you look at it like this, let me try this. Let me try this holistic group coaching for eight weeks. Let me try and see what happens. And if it doesn't work, if it doesn't feel good to me, I'm going to learn something from this. What is this teaching me that I can move on to my next adventure with? And if you look at it like that, it's not a failure. And I can, from what you just said, is that you're scared to commit to something because if you don't like it, then it's a failure to you. You have to change that mindset. It's not a failure if you learn something. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. And I do feel like I have, like, I like feel some like resistance to that. So I feel like that's probably. (laughs) That's that's exactly what it is. And you know what? Just, okay. So you have this, this resistance around it. And me saying, if you try something and you learn from it, then that's not a failure. If that feels uncomfortable, where is a middle ground between if I try this, I have to marry it. It's got to be the rest of my life. And what is the middle ground between those two that you can believe right now? Yeah, I think just like positioning it to myself is like, okay, this isn't just like, Ah, I'm going to try a million things. Like you can, you can, you're in, I can still intentionally choose different things. It's not just like, Oh, just take a willy nilly approach and none of it matters. It's just like, yes, you can intentionally choose something and then intentionally unchoose it later. Like just chill exactly. out. <laughs> but, is, but does that feel good to you? Yeah, that does. I can intentionally choose something for my life and it doesn't mean that I'm married to it. I can intentionally unchoose it later on. Yes. Write that down right now. Yes, that's what I'm doing. (laughs) (laughs) And tell yourself when you are like, oh my gosh, I'm stuck. Tell yourself that. And then eventually you're going to get to the point where my something not working out for me is not a failure. And you can own that with everything. Because it's it's helping you grow to be for your next step for the next thing that you're going to do. Yeah, that makes total sense. Because the the first thing that you did, what was the first business you said you did before copywriting? I started with VA. Okay. Virtual assisting. Yeah. Okay. So you started with that and you in like right now you finished up with coaching, one-on-one coaching. Mm-hmm. How, would, how would it have been different if you would have just went straight to coaching? 
you would have missed out on all that VA stuff. You would have missed out on all that copywriting stuff. And I'm sure that that stuff helped you with your coaching too. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. So it wasn't a failure. It actually helped you grow into who you needed to be. Oh yeah. It was like such a like important part of transitioning into the online world. Like, yeah, majorly. Right. And I'm not saying that you have to be a holistic group coach. That's that I'm not saying this is what you have to do next, but if that's what feels good to you and it can incorporate things that you love, just think about what makes you passionate and how can I turn that into a business? Yeah. So do you have any thoughts about that now that we've talked about it a little bit? Well, something like if I think about myself, like, oh, what are things that sort of will like, oh, I'll like get on a soapbox for that or like, okay, that's just like a <laughs> a big thing to me is, um, I mean, holistic wellness overall, but like women's chronic health issues and infertility issues, both of which are things I personally have or am experiencing um, are areas that like deeply matter to me. And I feel like there's so much like inequity in terms of, you know, access to healthcare, but then even just healthcare that makes sense. Doctors who know things about women's bodies, like it is ridiculous to go out there. Like we moved uh, like two years ago and I've had to get all new doctors and it has been a nightmare. And I just feel like you shouldn't have to be a woman in America diagnosed with a illness that one in four women have and walk in and your doctor doesn't know anything about it. And is just out in the woods. The only thing they can offer you is birth control. Like, are you kidding me? Like what? <clears throat> Anyways, the lack of information and education is astonishing. I can hear your passion in that. I can hear your passion in that. So run with that. How can you make money doing that? Would you want to coach these women or would you want to do something else with it? Hmm. What did you need when you started having, having these issues? I mean, when, when I first started like dealing with this a lot is when I was teaching and it was so hard to navigate when you're working, you know, like 50, 60 hours a week. There's just like the regular work stressors. And then on top of it, you're like dealing with just the extra appointments and the extra issues and, you know, from the mental health issues to the physical issues. And, you know, you don't have all this time to try four different doctors to find one who knows what they're talking about, especially early on. You don't even know what you're talking about <laughs> or what's going on, you know, like. So I guess like one vein of that would be like personal access to resources, like to understand what's going on. And then maybe the other side of that would be like, I feel like more and more like employers, it really would behoove them to like, whether they're offering resources or like having like understanding what's going on, like infertility impacts so many women in the workforce today. And mm-hmm. it's hard to explain to your employer things like, yes, I had an appointment today with scans. I'm taking medications that are, are may make me <laughs> feel like a raging person. And then I'm going to have to have an appointment on day 14 of my cycle. I don't know when day 14 is going to be yet. It just depends on when I ovulate, which just depends on, you know, like there's all of these factors and it's hard to like 
it's hard to communicate with an employer. First of all, it's like, this is personal health information. It's not their business. But on the other hand, like I can't really put in a sick day in advance, but I know I'm going to have these appointments and these different factors. And like the fertility cycle is like very specific, especially once you're on medications and you're taking shots. Like it's, you know, it's like this day, this thing has to happen or at this time, this thing has to happen. And it's really hard to navigate that and also be working. And I think there's, in, unless you happen to have a boss who's had that experience, like they don't know like how to be supportive or what's going on. Um, so I could also see a big need for like offering assistance on that side of the spectrum. Yeah. Helping them navigate the diagnosis and how to get support from those around them. Yeah. Even if it's like their husband or, or their, their work, whoever is yeah. their how to get the support that they need from their support team. Yeah. Or even like something that I'm thinking of right now, because so many like organizations and companies, like they are working to become more inclusive and more diverse in many different ways, right. From Mm -hmm. race to gender to like different things where it's just like, Oh, we're trying to understand more about the actual human experience that our employees are having. Um, And like be open to like working with that versus just like, well, these are the rules. (laughs) Um, or working with companies that are that are a majority of women. Yeah, because like that's going, what in, I- going in and talking to school um, school boards and saying, "Hey, I want to train your principals or talk with your principals about this, or maybe do like a monthly thing, or go in and talk with the teachers and the principals and everyone about this and how it affects them and how to help the employees." If the, yeah. if, because if it's one in four and <laughs> there's so yeah. well, 100 <laughs> teachers, then a, a, a good chunk of them are going to be going through this exact same thing. Yeah, I could see like a huge appeal there. And I honestly feel like that's going to be like a big wave because there's already massive pushback against like a lot of insurance doesn't cover anything for infertility. And mm-hmm. like a company may or may not be able to quickly change that because, you know, they're locked into contracts and, you Can know, I stop what happened. For a yeah. second, you just said that that's going to be a waste. No, did I? Yeah, you said it would be a waste to try to do that because insurance companies don't want to pay stuff for that. You don't have to in, do it towards the insurance. You can go towards um, like just the school in general or just the company in general and say, hey, this is what I offer. I want to educate you guys. Oh, okay. I think I was saying, it, I think this will be the next wave because oh, yeah, sorry. Sorry, I was like, no, I, um, because, <laughs> yeah, because like, like companies may not be able to make quick strides per se towards changing their entire company insurance policy, but they or may be willing to look sure. for other resources, you know, to like help, like assist or offer something positive. How does that feel to you? That feels really exciting. Does it feel empowering? Do you feel like superwoman? talking about that yes that is your next idea (laughs) I love it how can you take what step can you take right now to start this it can Uh, be messy it can be I don't even know if this is going to work but this is what I'm going to try first yeah I feel like like 
to just sort of like query it in terms of like what would like I don't know that much about corporations per se, but like I have a really large LinkedIn network. So maybe looking for some people who are whether it's like HR or like run like mid sized companies that I feel like, okay, you have a lot of female employees that I could just reach out to and ask like, hey, I have this concept, would you be willing to you know, sit down for 20 minutes on a call or something and just let me know, is this something that would serve your employees? Or what do you currently know about, you know, the sort of infertility and chronic health issues facing the women in your company? Right. And this is something that you can learn, you can throw statistics at them, you can use your your love of learning to share information with them too. Yeah. I this is a fun idea. I'm excited about this. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. And I love the passion behind it because I can hear how you're, how you have perked up <laughs> to talk about it. And that's good because that's what you need. Like you need to have that passion behind what you're doing to feel fulfilled. Yes. Yeah. Like I want to like feel the energy for it, you know, whether it's, yeah. Yep. I'm really excited about this. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Hannah, for coming on today. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited about moving forward now. Like, awesome. <laughs> thank you. Uh huh. Um, I want to share something really quick before we hop off. And yeah. in the words of Marianne Williamson, it's a, a poem called Our Deepest Fear. She writes, you playing small does not serve the world. There is nothing enlightened about shrieking so that other people won't feel and secure around you. We are meant to shine. And as we let our light shine, we unconsciously give other people permission to do the same. I hope you guys have an amazing day. Go be great. Thank you for tuning in today. If you love this episode of Turning Your Trash Into Treasure, head over to Anchor, Spotify, or Google Podcasts to subscribe, rate, and leave a review. Thank you for listening and your reviews. Until next time.